Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2021. We're here. 2020 is over. This is the Media Boat Podcast, but specifically, this is the Media Boat Podcast year-end wrap-up specials. And this is the final wrap-up special that we have for y'all. A tradition here at the Media Boat Podcast at the beginning of the new year, which is a look forward to the future in 2021, as well as a look back on stuff that we didn't talk about yet that doesn't usually fall into our 2020 um, media reporting. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. Uh, he is Mike. currently wearing a New Year's hat. I'm Mike. He's Matt. It is the new year. It is 2021. It's true. And yes, as we normally do, we have completed our end of the year lists. They yes. are done. They are up for you to listen to uh, right now because they are podcast only. Yeah. A recap of all our art the year in movies, television, video games, music, not necessarily in that order or whatever order you choose to listen them to them in is available now. And this is our final, final special for you before we start a year full of regular podcasts um, coming this Wednesday. Yes, and much like Festivus, this is where we air most of our grievances <laughs> from the previous year. Yeah, um, this is not usually super structured. This is kind of off the cuff, uh, so that's how we're going to do it. And I'm going to let Mike have the driving driver's seat today. Yep. So go for it. Where are we starting this long, uh, rambling let's start conversation? Back in January with our pantheon time machine sound sure. effect noise here. Yeah. Exactly. When everything was on fire. As it started uh, with uh, Australia. Yeah, um, definitely not the omen that you want to start a year on, uh, because I think it did paint uh, what would what would be awaiting us in the coming months. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people were evacuated. A lot of people um, and animals were endangered. And there were um, international like um, funds and assistance uh, that was um, kind of sparked by it. And we tried to help them out as best as we could. Uh, but yeah, it was rough. Right, because that was shortly followed by fires in California as well. Right. And then kind of like fires all over the place. Yeah. For, for a while, the world was on fire, and the world was on pins and needles as World War Three may or may not have happened. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's the, one of the recurring stories looking back on the uh, the last administration is that every other month people are talking about, are we going to launch missiles at this place? Is this place going to launch missiles at us? Are we like on the brink of like talks falling apart here and there and everywhere? And ultimately it didn't lead to a whole lot of violence, thankfully. Uh, no new wars, again, thankfully. No, um, but we did get a new president-elect. Yeah, yes, yeah. but that didn't happen until November. So you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, I'm... Like you said, this is off the cuff. We're <laughs> jumping everywhere. And might as well just like dive right into the politics that we don't talk about on this podcast and get that out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it was another year in the Trump um, presidency, um, and it definitely gave us more of the same, except for, of course, the curveball that was something that's going to come up a lot, I'm sure, as we talk about the events of the year, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. It um, gave Trump uh, something to deal with that wasn't um, about his arrogance or about foreign power. It was just about the safety of his citizens. And I mean, it's very easy to say, especially now in hindsight, 
that he dropped the ball. <laughs> I mean, everybody figured he was going to, uh, but in the ways that he at first dismissed the disease, um, tried to push the blame on China, um, did not present um, aid when it was needed for both people and small businesses, and instead focused on um, lining the pockets of the already rich. It was exactly what we would expect uh, from a president like this. And so, yeah, here we are in January of a new year, and we're still feeling the effects of this uh, pandemic, a pandemic that many other countries uh, nipped in the bud months ago. Looking at you, New Zealand. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... um, yeah, I think that this is the cemented his legacy. It was kind of the last uh, nail in the coffin in a way. And I'm sure part of why he lost to the election in November was just that there was there were so many ways that he could have and the administration and even not just him, but even um, go- state governors, even local administrations, just there's so many ways they could have treated this uh, pandemic better. And I mean, if there's no leadership from the top, where are you getting that leadership from? And so, yeah. It's just cemented the, just the horrible four years that we've had. Right. I think that if you weren't convinced by now, this would have convinced you. (laughs) Um, You know, aside from the fact that he was impeached earlier this year. That is forever on his record. Yeah. And uh, of course, if for those of you who don't understand, and there's probably a lot of people out there that don't really understand how the impeachment process works. You can be impeached and still be president because there has to be a actual, um, what is it, that the Senate has to vote? The Senate has to vote you out. And that did not happen. You impeached by the House of Representatives. Right. But then it goes to the Senate to determine your fate, essentially. Right. And of course, um, our old buddy, Mitch McConnell, wasn't going to let that happen. And so, uh, yeah, so he remained in office until the some end of Some say time. it is still sitting on his desk. Yeah, <laughs> some say. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at right now about uh, less than 20 days now until uh, he is replaced by our president-elect Joe Biden. And that's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> because this year we had <laughs> this year we had the culmination of the Democratic primary, which led to Biden's selection as the democratic ticket alongside his um his choice of kamala harris as the vice president and then yeah they ended up winning but barely in november uh to a very contested election that trump to this day uh declines to say that he lost no but it did give us the fun um moments where twitter was talking back to trump and putting up all the disinformation notices that he was spreading yeah yeah again it's just like what did we see like of course this was going to happen like of course that this would be the guy who would be like no yeah even though these numbers say i lost you know that that's wrong because that was kind of the story of his entire presidency is like oh this this fact over here that's not true it's not a fact i'm gonna make up my own facts well and never in a presidential election have at least in my lifetime have i been closely following every single step to get a president elected. I think, yeah, I think this was um, a unique uh, election in a lot of ways. And then, yeah, so the people, there's a lot riding on it. And so people who don't usually pay attention were paying a lot of attention here. Also, it was unique in the way that it took forever to resolve. Like um, most of these elections, at least in my lifetime, you know, by the time you go to bed, 
Um, and if not, well, you know, the, on election night, and if not, you find out the next morning. And this was not the case. We didn't know. Unless it's the year 2000. Right. But I was 10. <laughs> so it's, it was different. Uh, but this one, yeah, like this one, was, it was, took a week, give or, cha- uh, give or take, uh, to really yes. find out. Just like the uh, mail that Louis DeJoy is now in charge of, <laughs> it, we got it in seven to 10 days. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is not a politics podcast. We don't know a lot of the um, nope. but the inner workings do one or the final machinery. Where Trump did get COVID, but yeah. still did over a million people in the world. That, yeah, I mean, like I said, the pandemic um, is going to be the recurring theme here. It was the recurring theme throughout our, our wrap-up podcast for all the media um, subjects that we cover here as well. Um, it There's no... Poor part of human life that wasn't touched by it this year um and yeah the the loss is astronomic especially here in um the united states especially here in california where we just happened to be so densely populated that it was going to affect us worse no matter basically what happened um so yeah uh it's been rough and I've like, it's gotten to the point, gotten so prevalent to the point where now I feel like most of the people I know myself included have close friends that were either received the, received the virus or, and had to deal with it or were close to someone who did. Right. I think at least currently we're past the point where, Oh, I know someone in my Facebook feed that said they got COVID. It's mm-hmm. I know I know that person by right. name, right? That got COVID. And I remember people talking about that as early as like April or May. It was like, oh yeah, I don't know anybody in person, but they at least know someone. But yeah, as the numbers have gotten larger and larger, and it's spread further and further, that is not no longer the case. Now it's literally like practically one in five people at this point, which is just it's absurd. It's absurd for something that uh, if given better protocol and if told and if provided the resources to do so would was a disease that would not have spread as fast right and <sighs> i mean we could go on and on about covid19 and the coronavirus yeah because um, that literally was the story of the year it's all anyone could talk about one thing though before we kind of move on from that though i do want to say there is a positive to some of this and the positive is that we as an international community bound together and created a vaccine, multiple vaccines for this thing, way faster than ever humanly accomplished before. Like, I think the technology that's going into these new vaccines with the RNA um, is revolutionary, potentially could, um, in the fast track kind of schedule that all of these were, to create something as safe as it is, uh, bodes well for future vaccinations, bodes well for future treatment of disease. I think that it's we're going to look back and be like, yeah, it was awful, but at least the one silver lining to this cloud is that we've created a vaccination pipeline, a medical pipeline that is insanely fast, way faster than anything we've had before, and is going to save millions of lives. Well, that goes hand in hand with funding the science and funding research on it. Right. For a long time, we've been pulling funding because- you don't see those results for nine months, 12 months, 24 months down the line yeah. for research. But when you have everyone working on a cure, you get results. Yeah. Who knew? 
We, we have the ability and it's just one of those examples that we rarely, rarely see of it feeling like the future. Like it felt like the future when I saw how fast that stuff happened. I was like, oh, that's right. We are in 2020. Like it was this brief reminder that even though we're not to the like weird futures that we see in like media that we thought 2020 and 2021 were going to be, um, at least part of it came true, which is just we have access to amazing technology and science. Right. But I think that's a good segue into the technology of <laughs> yeah. this past year. Yeah. Um, SpaceX had multiple successful launches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, um, he had a baby that was a password name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, that's kind of the, um, the two sides to that. That whole thing is like, yes, I think space exploration is cool and something that, yeah, part of me does think it sucks that our government does not invest the time and money into anymore like it used to. And that's oh, not they have a, now. Space Force. Yeah, sort of. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like, I think the good news is that, yeah, some like us returning to some variation of, of space exploration is potentially really cool and could mean even cooler things for, uh, for, um, for science and development of new, uh, new um, technology. That being said, it sucks that a dude like Elon Musk is, you know, spearheading this and that it takes somebody who is one of the richest people in the world uh, to to basically force a government to help him uh, with this kind of project. And like, yeah, no, that part sucks, like straight up, like he's a kind of awful human being. And it and so the it just it's unfortunate that something like a new frontier of technology and and exploration and human accomplishment has to be led by the only people who can, which are the embarrassingly rich. Speaking of embarrassingly rich, wasn't Jeff Bezos' <laughs> uh, divorce this year? Was that last yeah. year? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mr. Amazon himself uh, kind of went through that whole thing. But is he hurting from it? Probably not because his money is his wife now. Because, um, yeah, the pandemic made him uh, even richer than before and has made him the richest man on earth amazon the most lucrative um business in the world it's just it's not even it's not even close anymore like he's just so leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else and that's because he takes advantage of his workers and he takes advantage of the communities that that his company exists in and this it's just again it's it sucks that we have accomplishment in one box and then just complete like i don't know just com- complete like dismissal of the people who actually make the machine work the workers the people on the ground floor that they don't they don't have the press they don't have the the acc- accolades and yet this one man is taking all the credit and the money <sighs> You keep going down this depressing hole. Well, I mean, that's kind of the year it was, right? Like, that's the year it was for a lot of people. It was just every story had that kind of, that kind of backside. I mean, the perfect example of this, which we talked about in television, was the John Krasinski good news thing, right? Where it's (laughs) like he created this very good thing. Like, oh, yeah, I want to point out this news that, like, makes people happy so that we don't forget. And the story ended with him selling that as a franchise to a company for millions of dollars because that's what it was the whole time. That's all it was. 
it's like that that's that's just the story of 2020 is that any positivity was met with oh wait though humans are going to screw it up <laughs> right much like john legends imagine <laughs> which I mean, this is technically... speaking of celebrities screwing something up yeah this is technically a media story um so it's technically something that we could have covered before uh but because it's very uniquely internet yeah it doesn't really fit yeah. Uh, in your categories but yeah just having a bunch of s- extremely rich celebrities sing imagine at you to try to make you feel better yeah it backfired and the internet had a fun di- party like a fun time with it but i think it's like i think it what it's part of a whole kind of feeling over the course of the year that was the people in power do not understand what the people who are not in power are going through with this thing and they think that a simple song is going to make it better kind of reminds me of when there was like the U.S. military was sending out jet planes to fly over, do flyovers in order in like honor of the people on the front lines. What did that do? What did that accomplish? Did it make somebody feel better? No, it made somebody look out the window and be like, "Why the hell is there a jet plane flying over?" <laughs> it's like, are we at war? Is there something I don't know? <laughs> you know, it goes hand in hand with the military parade. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, what does that help? Who does that help? Who's this benefit? The people who are like, oh, cool, a jet. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, lastly, <laughs> technology, at least. We had two new consoles released this year. It was a console year. Yeah. I mean, we talked about, about it in video, video games. games. Yeah, we talked about it in video games. But I think the real story about this is just that the fact that it's it's January and people still can't get their hands on these things. Um, I mean, I guess that is technically a technology thing with scalper bots. Yeah. We didn't really get into a whole lot. No, and I don't think that we did because to me, and I saw other media outlets getting it deeper into that story uh, than we were. But the reason why I didn't talk about it as much as I would like other people did is because we've, this has been the story since PlayStation 3. And it's just, yes, it's gotten worse. And yes, the, um, the ways you can automate it online are making it worse. But scalping new consoles has been a thing since 2006, let's be real. And it's not, it's it, the people who did it back then are the kind of people who are doing it now. Um, and yeah, no, it's it's dumb. It's embarrassing. It um, keeps people from actually being able to play the games that they want. Um, but the, the console manufacturers don't do anything about it. The retail places don't do anything about it you would see a sweeping like one console per person kind of thing from all retail stores if they actually cared they don't care well it's because the retail how it goes the retail buys in bulk from the manufacturer and then Mm -hmm. they sell it technically retail is a resale yeah it's just (sighs) but yeah i don't know um the consoles themselves though it seems like those who people who have gotten uh hands on them say that they're pretty cool in their own ways i mean sony's made uh that have made quite uh, like big strides with the controller uh with mm-hmm. dual sense it seems like people are saying that that's the reason to own that console especially in tandem with um games like spider-man uh miles morales and with the packet game um astrobot um they're saying that that's the super super cool and then on the microsoft side the series x is like a really solid backwards compatibility machine that can play all of your old games even better than before and it's just raw power makes it really a promising vehicle for future games and finally gets uh consoles parity with the where the pc's at these days 
So it's cool. Yeah, and they're, they're not cool. to be outdone the PC uh, mm-hmm. new memory card. The new, new graphics, memory, cards. graphics cards. Yeah, we got graphics cards this calendar year from both of the major graphics cards companies, which hasn't happened in a very long time. We got new NVIDIA cards and new AMD cards. Uh, the only problem is that similar to the consoles is nobody can buy them. The supply chain is so off and there's so many people trying to to trying to resell them that it's just, it's super, super hard to get your hands on technology. So I think the story for all of this is, is that it's more like a 2021 thing because most people aren't going to get their hands on it till later this year. Which is perfectly fine because by then we'll probably get our hands on it at some point. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there. And yeah, it gives them enough time to actually put out games people want to play. <laughs> Which is, you know, yeah, reason you buy the thing. Yeah, it's normal. It's normal. Uh, usually there is like a, a period of months where there's nothing to do on your new console. So it, it definitely tracks, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, and then, yeah, the, I mean, the world did kind of shut down with sports, which we talked about in TV. Yeah. Um, and everyone went home. And I realized that my lifestyle has a name. Yeah. Quarantine lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the work from home thing, I think that another possible positive of going through this experience is that a lot of companies are going to realize that the things that they had people coming into offices for can be accomplished, if not like, if not the same, uh, better at home. I think what you're going to see is a lot more companies being more lenient about remote working. Um, This is going to help people get hired. This is going to help people... um, who have disabilities uh, be able to work easier. It's going to be a net positive, I think. Unless, of course, um, people who are in charge of companies decide to immediately reverse everything and then bring force everybody back into the office once they've been vaccinated, which I have a feeling will happen more times than we'd like. That being said, I think that, though, this is going to be proof in a lot of techno- tech companies like your Microsofts and your Googles have already decided that this is the new normal. A lot of them, have, Google especially has said, yeah, no, we're just going to do this from now on. It's work from home policy for, unless you absolutely want to come in. So yeah, it's definitely made my life easier. I'm saving a lot of money. Um, I saw, like I was looking at my mileage on my car and I was like, dang, like I've barely driven. <laughs> like Because going from driving like probably an hour total, hour, maybe 15 minutes total every day um, makes you spend a lot of money on get more money on gas than you do when you don't, when you're only driving like once a week. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. I agree with you. It's like, right. And I think that the, well, at once was a fight to declare internet a utility. Yeah. I think this is proof. Kind of proof. Ex- yes. Except Especially the problem when you have is kids yeah. in public school needing to have access to internet. Yeah. You make it a utility at that point. Except the problem is that because of our internet being owned by a small uh, cadre of big companies, they've done exactly the opposite. They've only increased the um, kind of uh, chokehold that they've gotten on people who use the internet system. I just saw last week uh, that Comcast is going to incur even more fees on people who go beyond their data caps, uh, beyond just the ones they were already signed up for in their contract. So instead of being like, instead of this being a 
come to Jesus moment for them where they realize, oh, people need our service. They're instead realizing, oh, people need our service. We can fleece them for all they've got. Right. Also, in certain areas where you're the only town in the game, (laughs) the only game in the town. Yeah. (laughs) Only town in the game. Yeah, only town in the game. (laughs) The energy level of this podcast is very... Very January 2nd. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, you're not supposed to reveal that. Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Is that the when it's it, it yeah, when you're the only when you have basically you're the only option for people's internet, then you can incur whatever fees you want. You have complete freedom. And those companies are doing just that. So yeah, we'll see. Uh I don't know. Like a whole lot didn't really happen over the summer, aside yeah. from protests here. Right. I mean, that was kind of the dominant story. And like I said, just like the uh, coronavirus, we did bring up the um, George Floyd uh, and Black Lives Matter protests um, over the course of our other wrap-up podcast. Right, both but, in music and in television. But yeah, but we can kind of fill in the blanks here, uh, which is, yeah, it was similar to that the story that we just said about internet it's something that sh- did in some cases change a lot of people's perspectives and did alter a lot of things um in the world for the better but also seems like a blip on the radar in other ways uh where it was a big focal point for everyone for a few months there and then now it just seems like something that's in the past when in reality, racial equality should be something that's at the forefront of our minds all the time. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those um, one of those uh, examples of the power that communities have. Uh, in order that that with enough people standing up for things that they believe in, actual change can happen. We saw. Um, Sports teams changed their names. We saw bands change their names. We I'm saw sorry, the wa- the Washington football team the, was yeah. this year. Yeah, it was this year, and the whole um, ADA debacle. We saw and... Oprah give up her cover yeah. on O Magazine. <laughs> we saw the Confederate flag being banned from NASCAR. Right, um, uh, which a week later was followed by a noose tied up in one of the stalls. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it sucks. It's like. And then I think, yeah, and it's in its own way is like a small like version of the, the the big picture of it too. Because like I said, even though we did get some change, when you kind of zoom out a little and see, wait, did the people who actually um, cause, like, the, did the murderers that actually caused these protests um, get the punishment they deserved? In a lot of cases, no, and in some cases, kind of. Uh, in some cases, not at all. And it proves that the very systems that caused this thing in the first place are reluctant to change. And as long as that's the case, we're going to see more of this. This is not going to stop. Like I've said it with the coronavirus and I'll say with the same thing for, for this, uh, for injustice, uh, racial injustice is 2021 and the Biden presidency is not going to be a magic pill that erases all this. It's not going to all go away. Trump is a problem but he's the symptom he's not the cause 
Um, and so we're just going to keep being vigilant. You have to keep being vigilant and keep fighting for these things that you, that you believe in. We're going to keep having these. We have to keep having these protests. We have to keep having, I'll say it. We have to keep having this uprising, this revolution, because without it, people lose the plot and settle back into complacency. And the people who are affected the most are the ones who get the, the brunt of that complacency that, uh, that we, without somebody standing up for them, they're the ones that take the hit every time. And well, so that's it, the point of protest is right. to bring up something that's being kept quiet. It's to yeah. make a disruption. Yeah. No so, protest has ever gone on and be like, oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> because that's what a protest is. It's challenging the norms. Right. So, so I think what I'm saying is ultimately that the energy from the summer, we need to keep it up. We need to keep, we need to take that and put it into the rest of our lives because that's the only way things are going to truly change is if we have enough people who are up in people's grills long enough to make actual lasting change because a brief show of equality only lasts as long as as our memories do. And if we learned anything from the media over the last four years is we have very short memories. And speaking of short memories, I think that's a good way to go into the people we lost in the in memoriam. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's been kind of almost brace, br- like get, uh, like edging into meme territory at this point. That the late twenty nine, the twenty late twenty tens were kind of known for. Man, so many of our favorites have died, and I think that to a certain extent, that's just a matter of just having celebrities be in the limelight for their entire lives. Eventually, they will die, and you'll have to cover it. Twenty twenty though was a unique year in which we had that already in progress, but then we had the extra layer of, unfortunately, that the. Coronavirus affects the elderly um, at a higher rate than the young. So you did see a lot of older people who were totally safe and healthy that contracted this disease and died because of it. So that meant we kind of were hit twice as hard in 2020 by our celebrity deaths. Not all of them were coronavirus related, but um, enough of them were that it's worth mentioning. And that being said, some of the ones that aren't uh, were extremely rough and hit all sorts of edges of of culture as we know it and yeah this list is rough (laughs) needless to say and it spans a little bit of everything too i mean yeah we started the year losing former nba commissioner david stern yeah and then in february the big one that shook the world and i mean the world because it was everywhere being kobe bryant yeah, I mean, Kobe Bryant was kind of the. January. I'm sorry, January 25th. January, uh, and yeah, Kobe Kobe's death. Um, I mean, go, goes to sh- I think was was extra harsh because of a few reasons. One, as you mentioned, he's an international celebrity, um, so everybody around the world knows who he is. Uh, two, he's a super. Uh, he's a he's a, um, a like super athlete, like legendary performer in his sport. I mean, he's synonymous with basketball to a lot of young people. Um, then on top of that, it was extremely premature and shocking, uh, like the way that he died and the fact that he died with his daughter, um, was well, just, yeah, and everyone else on the plane. Yes. 
going but, to a basketball game. So yeah, so that just made everything even more shocking and horrifying. So yeah, it made sense when um, the world ca- came together and to to honor him. Um, the sport did. You saw major award shows. Uh, you saw the the people that were benefited by his uh, philanthropy. You saw um, all sorts of different like portions of culture and the world uh, come together to honor him. And yeah, it's it was definitely something that we're not going to forget anytime soon. Just a a force. And as you mentioned in the television um, episode of our wrap up, he now has the MVP trophy named after him, and in the NBA. And I think that will cement his legacy. Uh, yeah, the All Star MVP trophy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. It still, still hurts. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, especially where, here in Los Angeles, where he played. Yeah, especially it's real rough. so close to home. We yeah watched him growing up, and we're going to games watching him. Yeah. He's just synonymous with the Lakers his entire career, mm-hmm. and then even post career, right? He was still very active amongst the Laker brand, and then amongst his own brand as well. Yeah, I think going forward, whenever you see a extremely good Lakers team and we have one right now there's always going to be comparisons to the Kobe years there's no avoiding it yeah um also real last to wrap it up YouTube the Shaq memoriam because he breaks down oh right on it and that went around very hard yeah um also the uh Sabrina Ionescu tribute to Gianna during the yeah. uh, memoriam, the, the broadcast memorial service. Yeah. Yeah. Those two stood out to me Yeah, from everything that surrounding that. And I think, I think the reason why they did is because I think there's a unique perspective you can have when you're not only um, in the public eye, like Kobe, but you either worked directly with him or you play the sport that he was so good at. And you're, it's a way to really, tie like tie into that life and like in a way that other people really can't but other people died who touched other people different ways including longtime actor kirk douglas yeah i mean this was one of those ones that was going to happen at some point he is very he was very very old but yeah still uh losing a legend of of the screen is always really difficult and longtime musician kenny rogers yeah, yeah, that was um, a bit of a surprise. Um, and yeah, rough for the country music. Mm-hmm. I think he was industry. supposed to perform this year at Stagecoach. I was supposed to see them oh. last, last year. And then he canceled. Oh, okay. I was supposed to see him. Uh, and then we had another uh, big name in the music industry, Adam Schlesinger. And then yeah. all the outpouring support from him. Or for him. Yeah. Yeah, this was rough um, because he was very, very young uh, when he died. And also, but it was interesting though to see um, a lot of people discover that Adam was kind of the secret man behind the song in so many of our favorite things, whether it be movies that he wrote for, uh, whether it be television series that he wrote for, or even being uh, behind some of the, some novelty hit, favorite novelty hits. Of, of a lot of people. I mean, that was I can't, the interesting thing that came after his passing was people 
actually realized, oh, wow, this guy was actually really prolific and touched all these different corners of media. And yeah, so no, m- most people will be able to say, oh, I love that song and be like, oh, really? It was the same guy. So that was kind of neat to see that he left a legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of legacy performers, Joe Diffie also yeah. passed this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and legendary coach Don Shula. Right. Which we ate at his restaurant and it was delicious. What'd you have? Um, also Jerry Stiller. <laughs> yes. Uh, was this year. And Little Richard. Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, like you said at the beginning, like almost every little part of, part of every like of 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 culture like had at least somebody affected and yeah j- just some legendary actors and singers yep uh also on the younger side grant imahara from yeah. ghostbusters ghost mythbusters mythbusters thing. yeah yeah that uh, was that was a surprise just with how young he is yes uh we also had regis philbin was this right. year right uh wilford brimley yeah. Uh, and several big names. I mean, those are all big names. Yeah. And then you have the upper echelon like Chadwick Boseman, which hit everybody. Right. right. I think uh, along with Kobe, I think that you saw a lot of people affected by his death in, uh, in ways that you couldn't imagine before. Because he wasn't just an actor. I think his role in uh, Black Panther... Um, affected a lot of young minds and young, especially young black minds that were inspired by seeing this, this performance on screen in such a big Marvel movie. It's really hard to put into words how much of a big deal that is if you're not in that community. And then on top of that, just like Kobe, he was a philanthropic force and a lot of people that benefited from his causes that he stood up for we're also forever indebted to him. And yeah, now Disney has some really big shoes to fill when it comes to doing another another film in that series or in that franchise within the Avengers movies. Like there's a lot of questions that now are really hard to answer. They did though say that they're not going to re- replace his role specifically. They're just going to write him out of the canon. Right, but they did say that they will, as part of the part of their series is you know treat it with respect right that you can one thing that i will say though is that his story is not quite over there is oscar buzz right now that he may be nominated again in the best actor uh, category and there's a strong chance he might win i mean that's also kind of due to not being a whole lot of films that too but but i think ultimately a strong performance is still a strong performance and the Academy has a very strong record of rewarding posthumously. Uh, so I would see that maybe this is the way to kind of crown an incredible career. Right. Speaking of an incredible career, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was this year as well. This is one of those on this list that it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to underestimate the importance. Not only, of course, uh, Ginsburg spent... Uh, years in the Supreme Court and fought for a lot of very important co- uh, causes. Was she perfect? No. I mean, there were some things that she definitely certainly uh, dropped the ball on when it comes to political activism. That being said, 
her vacancy did give the Trump administration yet another uh, um, spot to fill in the Supreme Court. And that will have lasting, lasting impact. Uh, we'll be feeling this one for decades. I wonder if we could use their words against them. Yeah, it the last work. time this happened. Yeah, it turns out. Turns out. Nope. Doesn't matter. Nope. All bets are off when the power is in their hands. <laughs> you can't afford the the Senate to play by the rules. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, it was um, incredibly awful timing and a big loss for American politics. Um, yeah, and we'll be feeling it for a little for a while here. Uh, we also had running back Gail Sayers, yeah. pitcher Whitey Ford, mm-hmm. guitarist Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, that was fairly recent. Um, and yeah, from uh, what I understand too, is we lost Eddie Van Halen right before he was going to make good uh, with with his former bandmates. And just, ugh, that makes it hurt even more. But yeah, a guitar legend for sure. Yep. And Bond legend, Sir Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken Spears, Darth Vader himself, David Prowse. Right. And the last one on our list. And still not over yet because he still has episodes to premiere. Uh Alex Trebek. Yeah, this one was especially rough here for the Media Boat family as, of course, Media Boat favorite Alex Trebek. I mean, we love Jeopardy and part of the reason why we love Jeopardy so much is because just of how good of a host Alex was and how fun he could be and how funny he was genuinely hilarious and just what a personality he was not to mention also philanthropic himself supported some really important causes both here and in his native land of Canada. Um, Oh, he loved the Canada categories. Yes. He just, just seeing how happy he would be when he got to correct somebody about Canada it was just some of the best things. Or how or, proud or the final he would be. Jeopardy was a Canadian right. answer. He's like, you didn't know this. Yeah, <laughs> any category about the provinces, it was always funny because he'd be like, I just it's this one, it's this one, guys. Be like, we don't know what the provinces are, Alex. <laughs> Stuff like that. It just and whenever he got to pronounce things in French, it just it's just just a joy to watch every every episode. And he brought so much life. And yeah, it won't be the same without and- him always a force for education and furthering education yes for sure um just the man can do no wrong and it's just it'll be so sad to see the show continue without him we are going to get guest hosts um and ultimately they will have to replace him and that sucks because he feels irreplaceable Um, right but at least jeopardy did it did him right by not airing the episodes in order which would have ended on christmas day yeah, but we'll instead, s- give, we'll give him his own week this upcoming uh, New Year week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what they do with the final episodes and his final goodbye. And um, yeah, it'll be it'll be sad. Manly man tears will be will be uh, will be expelled. But well, well everyone's tears will be expelled. It's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, whew, that was a rough list. Yeah, those are a lot of big names. Oh, yeah, forgot this one, everybody. Max von Sydow. Yeah, and um, director Joel Schumacher, we didn't yep. mention. Uh, uh, musician uh, Ennio Marcon. Yep. Um, a lot of names. Yeah, we, we just, just yeah, just a nonstop, nonstop list. But, but you know what? 
we can also think about the people that are still living and that can give us um, hope for the future. Right. And with that, we look towards the new year, 2021. And we look forward to it being an Olympic year. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, I think, the easiest kind of um, bridge into the new year because the new year is the old year as the Olympics that were supposed to happen last year are going to supposedly happen this year. Now, if you hear what the Japanese government is saying, they are saying basically that these Olympics will happen kind of no matter what the status of uh, the coronavirus is. That being said... I believe that there's going to be a lot of questions about what countries are allowed to participate and which aren't. So the U.S. is going to have to do a lot of work if they're going to um, be able to send healthy um, athletes over to Tokyo. Right. Um, I think that they can still not have certain countries participate. No. But athletes can't participate under the non-denominational flag. So, yeah, I wonder if like that's... Like the Russian athletes yeah. who cannot participate under Russia. Right. It's like, I wonder how much of that we're going to see. I wonder... Um, or two. I wonder if the numbers of the people competing are going to be lower. Like, there's a lot of questions you could ask. That being said, yeah, I'm down to watch some Olympics. I'm kind of ready. I think mm-hmm. that I was ready last year and though was and completely support like supportive of why they decided not to have them. Um, but yeah, I think that it would be a really neat thing to have back in our lives. Uh, of course, as long as it's safe to do so. Um, so yeah, it'll be neat. I am a little bit more ready, assuming I can still work from home. Yes, exactly. Just all have, the Olympics happen. Yeah. Have Olympics happening on the screen while you're working. Yeah. That does sound like a fun time. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. And then, you know, we have everything else to look forward to. That is not sports. I mean, that's kind of like equate 2021 future with sports. I mean, yeah. I mean, while we're still on sports, uh, I mean, we already have a couple of um, leagues that have already started their 2021 seasons. You have the NBA in full uh, force. You have the uh, NHL about to begin. Also, I when I drove past our local... Um, um, MLB stadium. Uh, I drove past angel stadium this morning on my way back, uh, from work from lunch and they have on the big a, uh, that they're selling 2021 ticket packages, which implies that they intend on selling tickets, which implies that they're intending on having crowds. I mean, I think <laughs> as we go on, we, as we see like other stadiums, no outside of California that they do allow crowds and there are some crowds just limited capacity. So I wonder it, if it that, looks yeah. like a uh, minor league baseball game out there. I guess we'll see. Arena um, football? Oh, yeah. The XFL died this year. Right. Yeah. We talked about that in the sports <laughs> uh, wrap up. But yeah. No. So I just think it's interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how each of these leagues approach a 2021 season. Um, like, whether or not they invite fans and how many fans they invite. I think all of this is so in flux that it'll be fascinating to see, but personally, yeah, I, I I'm excited to watch some more uh, baseball in a few months here. Uh, I'm ready. You know, assuming you have the right streaming package. Oh God. <laughs> oh, the streaming wars. Don't remind me. <laughs> I, I would like for those to end in 2021. I, yeah, I, I really don't want to sign up for cable, but we'll see. <laughs> Which may, because we will have a new uh, FCC commissioner. Right. We'll see. 
what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, but beyond yeah, sports. 21's new uh, inauguration day, as we mentioned, in mm-hmm. 20 days-ish. Less now. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's kind of the other big thing to talk about is that, yeah, with our new administration comes a lot of potential changes. Um, like I said, it's not a magic pill. It won't fix everything, but at least we'll see some improvement in small areas. And one of the biggest ones, as you mentioned, is some new heads of government um, institutions. Uh, we'll see new leadership in the FCC. We'll see new leadership for education, uh, which is crucial in the years following the uh, Betsy DeVos years. <laughs> we'll see new leadership in a lot of the small areas that need new leadership and fresh blood in them. And um, we'll also potentially have some um, some executive action upon Biden's um, like decision making. Uh, who knows what those will be? But I'm sure, but he's already hinted that there will be some sort of executive action coming the first week. Um, there's of course talk about potential um, forgiveness of some um, student loans. There's talk about and and also I mean something about recording this on the second is that we're mere days away from the Georgia Senate Senate runoff elections. And if both of those Democratic senators win their elections in this runoff, uh, we can flip the Senate, um, which could potentially mean a radically different 2021 and beyond uh, than we thought we were going to get. All that and more. I mean, yeah. I mean, personally, we still have all the weddings, <laughs> all the postponed weddings to look forward to. Or maybe not, because maybe of course not. there's possibility that they will get postponed even further. Because yeah, another big question mark is the coronavirus. Uh, we are not sure exactly how 2021 is going to treat that. We have vaccines, but the number of vaccines that are available and ready to be given are lower than estimated. Um, the small shelf life for these things, especially the Moderna and the Pfizer. Uh, vaccines is not as long as we as usable um, in a lot of cases. And so what we're seeing is the pipeline getting them to people, not as efficient as we were hoping. That being said, with more and more of these other vaccine options being approved by the FDA will mean more options. And more options just means better odds for people to actually get the vaccine that they need. So hopefully with a good pipeline and an established system, more and more people will be safe uh, from coronavirus and we'll be able to potentially move on uh, with our lives and be able to return to some sense of normalcy. It depends how long it takes from some sense of normalcy to return. Yes. Because this year, 2021, will mark the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Yeah, that's that's wild to think about. Um, it's been 20 years uh, since we, you could meet somebody on the other side of the security gate in an airport. <laughs> You can watch remember him take that. off from the airplane. Yeah, remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 just uh, it's interesting to think about uh, how long it's been since the, we felt the impact of that. Um, also, can you believe that Shrek is going to be twenty this year? <laughs> Happy anniversary, Shrek! Yeah, two thousand one. <laughs> I mean, was it? no, Spider Man was two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, uh, oh, Zoolander Sp- is 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, Su- Super Smash Brothers Melee will be 20 in December. <laughs> Ooh. 
you know, the important things in American culture, Shrek and Super Smash Brothers Pele and Zoolander. Hey, what else is uh, taking up the meme space? (laughs) Right. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's usually easier to do these predictions um, in, in the past years than it is this year. And I think a lot of it is because there's a big question mark about how much we'll be able to do and how delayed things are in the pipeline production-wise for media companies. We will see a lot of movies that we were supposed to see this year, uh, like Disney's Black Widow, like um, MGM's uh, new Bond movie, No Time to Die. Um, Um, Universal's Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious 9. There were so many projects. Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So many projects. Also, um, kind of to spin off of that, we have the excitement of all of Warner's and most of Disney's big temple releases being simulcast on streaming services, which will um, bring an interesting element to watching movies in 2021. Right. And I think we'll finally get a continuation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has pretty much been silent since what the spider-man movie far from home yeah i think that was yeah that was the post avengers one. one in 2019 right. and then nothing yeah then nothing and then yeah they've delayed black widow um enough to see it now kind of in this like dual release schedule for next year also we'll see them make a real big push push for marvel content on disney plus with uh wandavision coming in about 10 days and um, then the uh, Winter Soldier show. Yep, Falcon Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Loki. Soldier. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, obviously, we we won't be seeing these in a the theater. At least <laughs> I won't yet. No, 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 not yet. Oh, geez. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I mean, video games, as we kind of obliquely mentioned before, uh, those consoles will hopefully come into their own in 2021. Hopefully you'll see new announcements and new releases for big, big games that people will need the new consoles to play. Also, hopefully you'll see availability for those consoles so more people can get a hold of them. Um, you might see some console-specific skins being launched as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, learn A phrase I did not expect to utter <laughs> when the first game came out is that I'm looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Yeah. Or Horizon Forbidden West, whatever it's called. Yeah, Forbidden West. Uh, that'll be sometime this year. Um, also in the Sony uh, tip, you have rumors that the next God of War could be as early as next year. I don't think it'll be released. I think we'll see more yeah. footage before. And then then. on the Microsoft side, uh, Halo Infinite will finally be a real video game at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so will Cyberpunk 2077 on consoles. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's a, we don't have time to get into that. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see, beyond video games. Um, uh, anything I'm, else that we, you want to hit for next year that we haven't talked about? I mean, hopefully artists go back on tour. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a resurrection of the music industry and the live performance industry, whether it be Broadway, whether it be touring bands, whether it be local productions like there's so many things that had to completely stop venues for live production um 
education. Hopefully we see uh, education uh, continue in person. Um, so that way parents can have a break from their kids. Or, and, you know, kids can go off to university. Right. And colleges, colleges can potentially reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that all, of course, relies on what I was talking before with the, the coronavirus um, vaccines being efficient. Yeah, but I, th- I think that's kind of why we're still hesitant to say what we're looking <laughs> yeah. forward to because we it's did a big question mark here. Yeah, it's a hard oh, year. Boy, to all that got upended. It's a hard year to predict because yeah, if you could probably rewind and go back to our one for 2020, we're probably talking about a lot of the same things that we're looking forward to because so much was put on pause. Well, I think we were more looking forward to uh, certain TV shows ending, <laughs> which happened. Which happened. Um, but they ended up being very small potatoes compared to what the rest of the year would have in store right. for us. Um, okay, anything big? Or, or do you think that this is an opportunity to talk about uh, some small stuff, some uh, potential personal stuff? I think I, hit, I think we hit all the big stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. Because, I mean, for me, it's getting back to summer movie season. Yeah, we talked about sports. We talked about movies. Uh, we talked about streaming we talked and, and about concerts, concerts. We talked about yes, baseball, baseball. We talked about politics and we talked about um, technology, technology. Yeah. No, we we're good to move on to the small potatoes now. Yeah. Just some brief, brief stuff. Of course, we don't get super uh, personal here, um, but um, there are a couple of things that I'm looking forward to um, in October. I do plan on moving. I do plan on moving in with friend of the show, Christy, and my girlfriend. Um, okay, spoilers. <laughs> those are not two people. <laughs> I'm saying that she is my girlfriend. Um, yeah, so that'll that'll be potentially, um, yeah, a lot of changes. Um, but that's exciting change that I'm really excited to see at the end of this year. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the big thing for me, personal-wise. Um, um, my household will go from three to two. Yeah. Um, via Battle Royale. <laughs> well, uh, hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> but no, yeah, you guys will have your own little love nest. It'll be adorable. Yes. And then somewhere <laughs> along this year, um, weddings and other baby stuff, because yeah. all our friends are hitting that time in their lives. <laughs> yeah. Tis the season, as they say. <laughs> the time of our lives, <laughs> um, and yeah, what well, I mean when it comes back to getting around to like my birthday, at least, hopefully I can redo uh, what I originally wanted to do for my thirtieth. Yeah, and you know, like yeah. have a big blowout, a delayed blowout. Right. And yeah, I think, I think you'll see. Like, you'll see probably see a lot of people try and do that too. Right, trying to make up for the lost time for yeah. sure. We'll see. I mean, that's, I think, the story of 2021 is just, we'll see. A big we'll see. Right. I mean, I had to delay a lot of trips that I planned on taking last year into this yeah. year. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I kind of joked that, okay, now I'm ready for actual 2020. Because all my plans and dates <laughs> are still the same. It's right. just rolled over to the next year. Right, right. And yeah, I think that I think that sums it up is that we're looking forward to having 
a year where we're able to return to the things we love um, at some point when it's safe to do so. It'll be a year of transition. It'll be a year of change. It'll be hopefully a year where by the end of it, we'll be in a much better place and the world will be better than it was. Right, because that should always be the goal, to leave the world better than you left it. (laughs) Which is why we do this podcast. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And yeah, as for this podcast, we're going into our sixth season of this show, which is wild. Mm. Um, And yeah, I don't know if we have any plans on changing the format at all. We haven't really talked about it. The original plan was potentially to have a new co-host. That's probably not going to happen this year because it just didn't work out that way. Um, But yeah, we'll... uh, We'll have to think about uh, if they, we want to make any changes or if we want to shuffle things around a little bit or uh, as we usually traditionally do at the beginning of the season. Right. New season, new material. But I think <laughs> going to an all digital format kind of was the new material. And honestly, um, I mean, I can talk to you about this uh, post podcast as well, but honestly, this works so well. I don't know if we need to do this in person. Ooh. But we can have that conversation when okay, we get we'll there. I'm just saying that it's like it makes the just the the technical part of this so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see as we go into season six. Ooh. You know, normally the turning point where you get the old cast out, bring in fresh new blood. Yeah, this is usually when you have like some sort of big like mid-season surprise that someone is pregnant. I don't think that's going to happen this time, right? Why are you asking me? <laughs> You're the one who announced a girlfriend. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Who can say? I mean, yeah, season six, anything could happen. I mean, we, we did the wedding episode last year. Yeah, we did the wedding episode. That's usually a season five thing. You're right. We're, that's, we're getting to syndication at that point. Hey, we hit syndication in uh, season two when we hit 100 episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah, but weekly, not the same yes. thing. Anyways, thank you for joining us uh, for this look forward slash look back on the year that was into the year that is as we enter 2021 with hope and hopeful faces. Thank you for joining us for this long journey. We'll be back with normal episodes of the Media Boat Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss news and thoughts about movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. This coming Wednesday on, uh, that will be uh, January 6th. So stay tuned uh, for regular episodes and our proper season six debut. Um, And if you want to know where to find all of this, if you want to see us in video form, our recorded video recordings of the regular podcast are on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Media Boat Podcast, find our page, like, subscribe, comment, whatever you need to do to get notified when we have new episodes up. If you want to listen to the audio versions of the podcast, you can do so on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify even, um, all sorts of other ones. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us subscribe to our feed to get new episodes, including all of the year-end wrap-up specials. You can also join us for um, on social media channels where we are we're in existence. Uh, media Boat Podcast uh, is a podcast on... Um, blah, blah, blah. I just lost my train of thought because he's showing me stats. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> look at these stats. Oh, stats on stats 18 on stats. downloads. Um, anyways, 
You can find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at MediaVocast. On Facebook, search MediaVocast. You can find our page there. Like, comment, whatever you need to do there as well. We have some of our old writing on MediaVocast.com, and we have an email account open for questions, suggestions, anything you want. Uh-huh. Um, MediaVocast at gmail.com. So if you're one of the people who enjoyed us, the 3,102 downloads that we have over the course of our lifetime, thank you. If not, tell a friend about us. Uh, We'd love to have more an active community. Please give us feedback, ask us questions, anything. We're happy. We're here. We've been doing this for years um, to answer any of your curious questions. We will continue to be doing this until uh, the heat death of the universe. Yeah, until people tell us to stop, we will keep doing this. So Please far, I've not heard that. I've heard "keep going, keep going." Right. right. So we're just gonna we're just gonna keep doing it, and we'll just keep getting better. So stay tuned. We'll be back in the rest of 2021 next time. Thank you for joining us. Yep, and thank you. Uh, we'll be back season six, and have a happy and healthy new year. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.